We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. Just one more thing. Hey now. Oh boy. Holy mechanical armies. Mom always liked you best. Oh, she did. <laughs> you wanted to be one word. What is the other word? One of these days. Are we having fun yet? It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Now, you might very well think that, but of course I couldn't possibly comment. Bertie Helens agreed. Oh, come on! Missed it by that much. Good evening. Hello, and welcome to the Televerse, Sound On Sight's TV podcast. This is Kate Kulzik, and I'm joined as ever by Mr. Simon Howell. Howdy. How's it going, Simon? How was your New Year's? My New Year's was delightfully... Uh, not climactic. Okay. I wouldn't say anticlimactic. It was deliberately not climactic. Okay. Well, that can be nice too. You know, relaxed. Better, better than mine, which may have taken about a day to recover from. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, see, that's what I get for taking it easy the rest of the year. I don't. I need to mm-hmm. build up a tolerance. You overdo it that one night, and it's all gone. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, uh, we're gonna do it a little different this week. We're gonna break from our format yet again, and. Just do some uh, some looking back at a couple series that we caught up with uh, this past uh, few weeks, and then take a look at the winter premieres and kind of give you guys a bit of a preview for for what's to come. So let's uh, jump right in with some comments. Now we we only had a few comments at the website, but uh, I liked them because Ken says that I'm right and you're wrong. So. Well, I, I'm just really glad that I get to resume my illustrious career of being wrong, which I've imported <laughs> from Sound on Sight. Uh, I, I like being the wrong one. It's much easier. Well, and what I enjoyed particularly about uh, Ken's comment was that he also, later in the comment, uh, agreed with you and disagreed with me, but he didn't like couch it in the same terms, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Ken, for the comment. Also, um, some things from Twitter. Dave suggests uh, checking out The League of Gentlemen. Have you heard of this show? Uh, The League of Gentlemen? No, I haven't. It's it's a UK sitcom. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a British series. Yeah, we have it at work. Yeah, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's it's from the 90s, and one of the writers is Mark Gatiss, you know, because we were talking about Sherlock, which premiered this past week over in the UK, and he suggests this one, and apparently it's a lot of fun. It has a really great Christmas special, so... Thank you, Dave. I'm going to add that to my list of shows to check out, and that should be a lot of fun. Let's see. Mario, I also uh, asked for some listener picks, you know, that maybe we missed on our best of. Um, And Mario suggests Luther, which I still haven't checked out, but I keep hearing Idris Elba's fantastic. And then Keith picked uh, Chuck, Once Upon a Time Castle, Louie, and particularly Parenthood, which is one of those shows that apparently is really great, but I've never seen it. Do you have any thoughts on these shows? Uh, well, the thing with Parenthood is it's it's now run by Jason Kadams, who I don't think was the initial showrunner, but he is now. Uh, so that kind of has me curious because obviously Friday Night Lights, uh, and it's got a great cast. So yeah, it, it's one that I keep meaning to check out, but it's it's just a little bit too innocuous. Like I need to actually set time for it. Well, yeah, and for me, it's far enough into its run that I don't think I'm gonna catch up with it uh, before it it ends either this year or maybe next year because it's one of those perennial bubble shows. So we'll see. Yeah. It's on, what, its third season? I want to say yes. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, see, I, I have this awareness of parenthood. I just have never made the mm-hmm. jump to, to check it out. And then the last thing on Twitter, which I just I thought was hilarious, because I've been watching some Deadwood, and I got a tweet from Mrs. L. Swearingen. There's somebody on Twitter who is Mrs. L. Swearingen, and that just makes me incredibly happy. I think that's, like, the best thing ever, so... And she says that Al loves me, too, because I said that I, oh, I enjoy Al. So, yay, that was fun for me. Um, let's see. We also, on iTunes, we got some more ratings, and we officially have a five-star rating on iTunes now. So thank you guys so much. That really helps, because then people, you know, they're searching mm-hmm. for a TV podcast. Any, anything that buttresses our biweekly checks is fine by me. <laughs> so, of course, we always would like uh, more ratings or reviews. So if you, you know, have some time and are so inclined it would be great. Uh, it really helps us out. But uh, thank you to, and it was uh, it was a rating, not a review. So I don't know who particularly to thank, but whoever you are out there, thank you very much. It was a lovely Christmas surprise. 
Hooray. <laughs> um, now let's see. And on the website, we are just, uh, we just finished up our, of course, 25 Days of Christmas, which was so much fun. But now I'm so glad it's over because <laughs> <laughs> maybe I overextended just a bit writing 13 reviews and watching 13 no. movies. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Anyway, so now that now that's over, take a little bit of a breather at the site. But I'm going to be putting up an article tomorrow. Still haven't really decided what it's going to be, but I think it'll be something New Year's-y to kind of go with the uh, the fresh start of the year. So, um, And I was going to actually send out to our listeners... We were looking at the different shows that people are going to be reviewing at the website in 2012, and you know, once the uh, the the shows have wrapped up that we're currently on, and now I'm currently reviewing Supernatural and Fringe, but I don't have any really shows lined up for after that. I'll probably do True Blood again, but that's about it. So, I mean, do you have any suggestions for me, Simon? Or uh, no, not really. I mean, we, we've got we've got a lot covered as it is. Mm-hmm. And there's so many new shows that have promise, but I wouldn't want to commit to just yet because they might turn out to be total garbage. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I think True Blood is a safe bet. It's popular and you seem to like it. I've <laughs> never seen it at all. Um, yeah, I, I think that's 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 safe for now. Yeah, we have all the, the big ones covered. We have somebody for Mad Men and Breaking Bad and Louie and... And uh, so, so all all the bigger shows. But if anybody has a suggestion for maybe one that we've overlooked or that is a particular favorite, let us know so that I can check it out and maybe cover that this summer. Um, but I think that's enough uh, rambling from me. Let's go into our our incredibly brief week in TV because, of course, mm-hmm. everything was on hiatus this past week for the most part. Um, actually, the shows that we're going to be uh, talking about are just Top Chef, Prime Suspect, and... How I Met Your Mother. Now, of course, uh, Top Chef and Prime Suspect both took last week off, but because we had our Best of the Year episode, we didn't get a chance to talk about their most recent. So um, Top Chef Texas, they, this was the tweeting challenge for the um, for the quickfire, and then they had to cook a dish inspired by the influence who got them cooking in the first place for the elimination challenge. Um, what did you think of this episode? Well, we they they sent Heather home, which was, I mean, nice in a way because she's a horrible human being, <laughs> but um, you know also probably makes the chemistry of the show a little bit less interesting. I always find it annoying when somebody basic like you know what happened with Grayson and her giant steak. I always find it annoying when some when like one person kind of misinterprets the the, the challenge at, at at hand and and so they they sort of get on the bottom not because they're bad but because. They just sort of got the spirit wrong. I don't know. I, I, I like it to be a show about cooking, not interpretation. But maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, I understand uh, what, what you mean by that. It is frustrating. Though usually I, I feel like when that happens, as was in this case, it's because not just because they didn't quite get the spirit of it right, but also they went too simple or they, they didn't actually really engage with the challenge or think about it too much. And yeah. I don't mind someone being on the bottom if they aren't really thinking about what they're making though. And and then also usually if somebody, if the food's really good, they're probably not going to be on the bottom anyway. So I don't know. Maybe that's just a lack of, uh, I mean, how much is there to say about it's just a big steak and just potatoes, you know, Mm -hmm. was I the only one who found the the tweeting challenge a little bit silly? Um, of the two of us, yes, because I actually really enjoyed the, 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 the tweet. I mean, it was, it was, it was fine, but it was just a little, Weird. Well, maybe, of course, this is, of course, a challenge after my heart, because they, the first tweet they had to work in was, everything's better with bacon, and as anybody who spent the past few days with me uh, at our New Year's festivities would know, I'm a fan of bacon. Well, as are as, as our most thinking rational people. So, uh, so there was that, which, you know, I just thought was kind of fun, and then having uh, the hash for the hashtag was... You know, that's cute or cutesy or whatever. But I did enjoy watching them all scramble when they got handed a random ingredient to incorporate. <laughs> Such as the guy who thought he was helping out, was it Ed, by giving him the hot sauce? And then mm-hmm. Ed just, like, yeah, yeah. his talking head is immediately, there's no possible way that I can use this hot sauce. Yeah, that was cute. So, um, so and also just listening to their, um, describing their dishes, the number of people who are like, here's this intricate, um, fabulous dish that I created. And then there's 
this ingredient because I was handed it with five minutes left to use. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that was fun. But yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens with the show now that they've kicked out the major antagonist. Although you you suggested that they may go back to editing Beverly as the maybe not the villain, but the, the thorn in the side. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that. Then of course we had Prime Suspect. The I believe it's the last episode until they're gonna burn off the final two um, later in January. But this was mm-hmm. the Great Wall of, si- of Silence, and this is the episode where Peter Berg did his cameo. Of course, he seems to always cameo in his shows. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a an inf- uh, FBI informant getting killed at a Chinatown restaurant basement where there's also a poker game going down and then one of the cops i can't and it's been too long i can't remember who is uh, has gotten a vasectomy without talking to his wife about it <laughs> and so there's yeah. some strife there <laughs> and then some shrink things yes yeah then there's the shrink yeah which is what's his name from the sopranos um i'm not sure the episode ever got any better really than the opening scene of brian o'burn in, uh, in, in talking to the therapist about his briefs, mm-hmm. uh, that was probably the highlight of the episode for me. It seemed like there was maybe a little bit too much going on this week. Like they were doing, you know, this, I thought, fairly pointless domestic dispute between Maria Bello and uh, and Kenny Johnson. And then there was the FBI. And then there was, forget it, Maria Bello, it's Chinatown. <laughs> and then there's the Detectives Awards. And then there's there's maybe a little bit too much to balance. Uh, but, you know, I and I'll, it's worth mentioning also Peter Berg actually showed up once before mm. as the same character, maybe like seven episodes ago. I just never figured out it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but it's always nice to, to see him pop up. It must be nice to just be able to say, hey, guys, I'm going to be on set today. Just deal with it. <laughs> um, just, you know, be right able to in. act whenever you feel like. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you really going to say no? Yeah. But uh, yeah, still still enjoyable. He always shows up as the ex, doesn't he? At least here and on Friday Night Lights. Well, he I, I think he just relishes playing the asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do agree that opening scene was pretty great with uh, Brian F. O'Byrne and his debt that the does. Um, but, uh, yeah, the it, there are certain things about it that I really enjoyed. I It was so nice to see for once a, a, a police officer's um, partner not be comfortable with the... Uh, the crappiness of of his partner's relationship or because it seems like especially watching shows like the wire it's always the cop enabling his partner in being a terrible spouse you know so Mm -hmm. it was nice to see that a little turned on its head though i I thought that uh, kirk acevedo played it you know pretty uh, pretty subtly or at least didn't really hammer that home too much Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel like the dispute between uh, Kenny Johnson and Maria Bello, uh, he seemed, at least they didn't, I don't know that it's the problem with the performances. I think it's more the editing. They did not do anything, I think, to show um, or to give merit to Kenny Johnson's concerns. It seemed like he completely overreacted and, yeah, you know, so maybe they needed to play up her uh, her noticing of her ex because it just came out of the blue for me. Um, I think I think it's a writing issue. I mean, if he if she's just noticing him, that's not really enough. Like, at least have them talk to each other, maybe something or like like be talking to the boyfriend and not listening because she's staring at the ex or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had Amy Landecker this week, aka Louis's mom, ah. aka the hot neighbor from uh, Serious Man. Uh, always nice to see her pop up. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the. As much as I had problems with the uh, the the Jane and her boyfriend thing, it was really nice to see her uh, just sort of chilling with the other women at the at the yeah, dinner because yeah. that's I don't feel like you get to see too much of female cops just kind of hanging out um, in shows like this. It seems to always be the one woman with the with the guys. So well, and it kind of it, it kind of makes me wonder like what sort of a show we'd be looking at if they if they were somewhere with a little bit more freedom because it would be great to just have a whole episode of just the cops, you know, shooting the shit mm-hmm. and not having uh, necessarily a case to deal with every single week. And it seemed it kind of feels like they would like that kind of freedom, but they, you know, they just don't have it. Well, I feel like it would be probably I mean, of course, I know nothing about how, how a police station works, but it seems like it might be a little more realistic as everybody's kind of still working their same cases and they're not really getting any new leads I don't know. I think that would be... Yeah, there's got to be slow days. Yeah. There's got to be slow days. Um, uh, but, but you know, another solid episode. 
Not the best, not the worst. But uh, let's move on. Of course, now on Sunday, Sherlock premiered, season two premiered in the UK. We're going to save our thoughts on that until it premieres here um, over in the US. Though I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to put up a review at Sound on Sight. I haven't kind of put that together yet, but as a huge Sherlock Holmes geek, I, I kind of feel like it's my duty. But it was a good episode, mm-hmm. and when you get the opportunity, I would say check it out. Uh, but we'll save our thoughts on that until it premieres over in, in the uh the correct hem- hemisphere. Now, on, but on Monday we had tailgate. The correct hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> At least for us, for our viewing, you know, for most of our listeners, I assume we haven't heard yeah. from any British listeners uh, or, or people in the rest of the world. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Please mm-hmm. let us know. Um, any of you who are out in the wrong hemisphere. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that wasn't the most correctly phrased uh, expression. But let's move on to How I Met Your Mother, uh, which had its its most recent episode, Tailgate, which aired yesterday. What did you think of this one? I thought this was basically him by numbers, you know, sort of trying to... In fact, I think this might be sort of the the prototypical him episode. And, I'm, and a sort of emphasis on the typical... Uh, in the sense that you have this very calculated balance of sort of heart and trying for laughs, as well as this sort of high concept hooks like the uh, puzzlesthebar.com and the puzzle song and, you know, a little bit of very mild marital strife. Like it's, it, it, it was, you know, if, if you could get like a Himium TV dinner, this was it. Uh, it. It had some nice moments, but overall, not all that memorable. I'm starting to wonder if... How I Met Your Mother is Suffering from Modern Family Syndrome. Um, The show really feels like a shell of its former self, and the characters feel far less interesting and uh, and nuanced than they were. Um, I just feel like Marshall's, you know... Uh, enjoyment of uh, the the uh, mysterious, the enigmas out there. Um, It just... wasn't as interesting that I mean each of the plot lines puzzles the bar wasn't funny it just you know that that is a joke that worked way better the first time when they said we should open a bar and then said no that's a terrible idea and everything that happened in this episode we all you know was in that first episode as a joke about how Mm -hmm. terrible it would be and then look they did it and it was terrible, and it wasn't funny. Yeah, like they're trolling past episodes for show ideas because they're a little bit... Yeah, I think they're they're dragging their heels, I think, to an unusual degree, even for a sitcom that's been around for a long time. And I mean, because of the cast and some of the writing, like it's still above average, I would say, for a sitcom. But it, we still have moments like... I felt really bad for Chris Elliott, who plays, um, of course, Alice Hannigan's dad, because he has to... You know, there's this there's this nice idea of what if, you know, what if she has a kid and, and her dad just does not care at all? Like that would be that would actually be an interesting premise. But then, of course, yes. you know that they're just going to totally flip flop on it, which they do in the most unbelievable way possible. It's just inc- incredibly predictable. And as soon as it happens in the show, you know that the ending is going to happen where he's going to show up and he's going to have been instantly as soon as he hung up the phone overjoyed and rushing mm-hmm. to go to see her and it, i mean and i wish i didn't know that that was going to happen i wish i had mm-hmm. more faith in this show that yeah. i would have seen that first scene and been you know interested in oh okay that's an interesting way to take it but you already knew no matter how well chris elliott and of course allison Hennig is always fantastic you know if, if there's anybody who can who can uh, make things get a little dusty for you allison hannigan is one of those people mm-hmm. um but as you know, with that material, there's just no good way to sell it. Yeah. I, speaking of people, I feel bad for Cal Penn, who's just a yeah. walking, who's just a walking casualty waiting to happen. Um, you know, we know that he's not sticking around. We know that for a variety of reasons, not just because he's the guest star. Mm-hmm. Uh, o- um We know that it, when Robin was picturing herself with kids, she was picturing them as Barney's kids. Yeah. So. She clearly doesn't care about him the way that yeah. she cares about some other people on the show. So if she doesn't care, why should we care? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, they really need to get, they, they need to put him out of his misery sooner rather than later so that they can move on to other things. Well, and I enjoyed watching him spend time with, uh, with, with Barney and Ted. I enjoyed that dynamic a bit, but it, 
any anything in his relationship with Robin, and of course he felt like a completely different character this episode when he was hanging out with the guys than he's felt like in the rest of the show. Um, yeah. But so I thought that was that was entertaining. It was nice to have somebody sort of outside the group once again. But any time that it was the two of them, I I didn't care. And and I even enjoyed Robin's storyline. I you know it's interesting to see her get back in front of the camera, though it seems you know a bit. Um, convenient that it's back to mm -hmm. Robin and Sandy only now they're both on CNN or whatever mm -hmm. um, I don't know Although I, I, I actually thought Sandy had almost all the laughs this week I thought I thought he kind of stole the episode Alexis Denisoff is pretty fantastic and I'm so looking forward to uh, him with Amy Acker in Much Ado About Nothing uh, whenever that comes out like next year or something but uh, it is fun to watch him get to play such ridiculous comedy with such a ridiculous mm -hmm. American accent too. Um, though he is American, but still, you know, it's, it's good times. <laughs> well, he is most known okay. with his British accent. So, okay. Anyways, let's, let's move on. Though I, I don't feel like we have much more to say about how I met your mother. Not really. No, no. So let, we're going to now talk about a couple shows rather than doing a spotlight. We're going to catch up with some, some series that are coming back that we, wanted to make sure that we saw uh, before the, their new premieres. Now, I, I caught up with Archer. You had already seen Archer. It was on your best of the year list. Um, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so much fun. And and I'm so glad that, that you guys were all uh, selling it so hard because I just remember seeing those promos for it originally, and it looked terrible. It looked like nothing but a bunch of stupid, crass jokes that weren't funny and... It's one of mm -hmm. the most mismarketed shows I've seen in the past year, mm -hmm. I think. It's just, it's a, it's a hilarious show. and mm -hmm. um, Yeah, actually, yeah. it's a bunch of stupid, crass jokes that are funny. Which is a distinct difference and something I am far yeah. more interested in watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I love Archer. I mean, obviously, it was on my top ten. I'm sort of glad that that you hadn't seen it because... If you had seen it and it had made your top ten, we would have had the exact same top ten. <laughs> this in a different order. Yeah. So, and, and that would have been totally independent of each other. So I'm glad we're not that much of a hive mind <laughs> um, yet. Yes. But uh, there's so Archer has so many things going for it. One thing that people don't talk about very much is it looks great. It looks fantastic. Uh, they've, they've, they've got they've got multiple studios, like one studio for the background and one for I guess the character animation. And it doesn't look like any any other animated series I can think of. Yeah, I mean, we uh, at home we just got an HGTV finally, so we're in the 21st century now, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. And I was I was watching it on that, and it looks fabulous. It looks crisp and just it looks great. And you're right, it does look like no no other show, uh, no other animated show on TV. And just the from the performances to the writing, to you know just. You're, like you said the other the other week, it is very much a spiritual successor to Arrested Development. Um, it would not have made my top ten, I don't think, uh, but I still uh, I still really enjoyed it, and I didn't really see the the change in quality from the first season to the second season that you spoke of. I think that maybe the first season doesn't get enough doesn't get enough love. Maybe that's it. But uh, I am I mean, definitely his only. It hasn't gotten any worse it's it, you know it has gotten mm -hmm. i think the second season is better it just wasn't drastically better for me mm -hmm. um but i'm definitely looking forward to it coming back and now with community off the air it's nice to have another i assume reliable show show on thursdays for for for, mm -hmm. for the comedy as it were and then the other show that we both caught up with actually was downton abbey which is going to start its second se uh, season this sunday on pbs though of course that that season has already aired in the UK. What did you think mm -hmm. of Downton Abbey? Uh, well, I, I, maybe my perspective is a little skewed because I remember reading sometime last year that apparently Guinness does this thing where they, I don't know what oh, their algorithm know, is. No, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the audience appreciation index, which is something they do in the UK because of the, the state funding. So, okay. so like all the British shows have an audience appreciation index. For example, I, I know about this from Dr. Who and Dr. Who usually has somewhere in the eighties, 85 to, to 90 or something with its audience appreciation mm -hmm. index. So apparently Downton Abbey has the highest audience, audience appreciation index like ever mm -hmm. in the history of however long they've been doing it. Like <laughs> it has a, it has 107 or something. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I maybe I was a little biased because of that, but I was sort of expecting or hoping to be utterly blown away. And the truth, and that's sort of unfair. The truth is that it's a very entertaining, fairly witty, quite well written series that's you know also very well acted. But you know, it's not. I sort of feel like it, it fulfills. It's sort of even though it has precedence other than that, obviously, it fulfills for the UK the Mad Men position of being something that's really like quite soapy and you know, entertaining on a basic level, but they throw in enough wit and sort of historical, you know, context to make it, fe to make you not feel guilty about it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's doing really much more than that. Um, yeah, I think I absolutely hear what you're saying. I think that, uh, I also was underwhelmed by it, but only because I had heard such amazing things. And I think I just didn't know what to expect from it. I expected it to be more than it was. And that's not to say that it wasn't very well made, but it's nothing that I haven't seen before. And, and so that was a little disappointing. I do think the performances are across the board very good. I don't understand why Maggie Smith has been getting all the love on this show. She's, don't get me wrong, she's great, but she has a very minor role and mm -hmm. many of the other performances are more interesting. She's she's very much a caricature of a character and she, and Maggie Smith is fabulous and does a great job with that. But I mean, like this, this is a character who says things like what is a weekend? You know, like she she's, mm -hmm. she there's not very much there yeah. other than one-liners. Yeah, I find that most of her sort of comic moments are sort of the show's most obvious pandering to to recent audiences like like the whole swivel chair thing like who mm -hmm. What is this? And like, you know, <laughs> what is a weekend? And all the, all this, like, oh, all, darn this newfangled technology, like her reaction to electricity and the phone and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of instinctively react against that sort of thing because I like it when show, period shows manage to not pander too much. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I.e. I, Deadwood, for instance. But um, I, I, th I think for me, one of the weaknesses of the show is... I'm I'm surprised at how few characters are at all sympathetic. <laughs> I mean, we have our sort of uh, sly male lead who's not really around for the first episode. Uh, Matthew Crawley's played by Dan Stevens uh, and his mom. They're they're both fairly sympathetic. Um, but in terms of the daughters, like the the youngest is sympathetic for now, although you kind of feel like she could turn insufferable at any moment. But like Mary, I think we're supposed to sympathize with her plight on some level, and she really just seems like an awful human being. Yeah, she uh, she definitely comes across as very spoiled and um, and bratty, and we never really see exactly why she is the favorite of of the the butler, who is one of, of course our main characters, um, Charlie. I, I don't remember his last name. Um, though, of course, it's an interesting character and an excellent performance. And, and instead, I think we're just supposed to become sympathetic towards her after she, of course, has her indiscretion. And then they have to carry the dead body across the house, which I think was actually pretty hilarious. I did enjoy that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, between her and Edith, Mary and Edith, there's just so much uh, animosity and so much backstabby cattiness that you know if if they hadn't established so fully the stakes of uh, of these women's lives that they will be left penniless if they are not able to marry well th th then then i think i would be more more sympathetic towards them but because they have established that so well and it is known by the characters or it does seem to be known by the characters that they re it is very important that they marry well um, when mm -hmm. the, those two characters are destroying each other's only chances to do so, I mean, how are we supposed to think anything about them other than that they are terrible people? Mm -hmm. um, I also, I'm surprised at the show's willingness to have sort of one-dimensional characters. Like, I'm particularly, I'm particularly thinking of Thomas, yes. who's the, uh, the, the douchey servant. Who's oh, but he's the, so deliciously and, evil. He is delicious. Like the the, uh, the actor is very good, but like the, for instance, there's I saw an opportunity in the episode where he and, well one of the episodes wherein he and Bates mm -hmm. uh, are sort of having this sort of silent um, war 
I, I saw opportunities for him to like maybe grow a bit as a character or like have just a little bit of shading in there where he's like not completely evil and they just totally they steamroll right past that and no he's just totally evil the the problem with that becomes especially when it is so known amongst the household and not even just the staff um hugh bonneville's character as well seems to be familiar with the fact that he's probably stealing from them and is terrible and, and only creates problems there why does he still have a job mm-hmm. i mean seriously. yeah well, it, it, well and and this goes back to like what does Hugh Bonneville's character do exactly? Like, I understand that he, he's, he, his character is there to explain to us the moral quandaries of the period. Like, oh, you might think this is wrong, but actually there's a lot going on and you, maybe you should let people have their illusions and blah, blah, blah. Like, which he's really the source of most of the show's audience pandering, I think. Um, and, and like, and he, he, he talks about, we know what he doesn't do. We know that he doesn't like to fire people, even when they're evil. Yeah. So what is what does he do exactly? Yeah, he talks a lot about how he's devoted his life to Downton and how it's a full-time job and all these people rely on him, but we never see him doing any of that. We just see him getting dressed <laughs> and occasionally mm-hmm. at sitting at dinner and attempting to to get uh Mary to marry cousin Matthew. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, now, you know. I need to correct something. We see him getting dressed by other people. By other people. Yeah, sorry, of course. Yeah. That's an so, important distinction. There, there, There is no job that is not being done by somebody who is not him. Well, and there are allusions to his, his wartime history with Bates. I think it's very interesting, especially with the season, I would say, season one cliffhanger of war, uh, World War One breaking out. Um, with With his history, I would assume in the Boer War... It will be interesting to see if they discuss that in relation to what's coming, but that mm-hmm. hasn't been touched on yet. And so he just mm-hmm. mostly stands there and seems magisterial, which Hugh Bonneville is mm-hmm. very good at, but it is not very interesting. Yeah, he's he's doing his best. Uh, you mentioned Bates, who's played by Brendan Coyle, and he, I think, I think was the reason I was, his storylines were the one I was most interested in, mm-hmm. just because I just, I, I felt for his character so much. Like, every, even his sort of illogical decisions that some people might not get, like, I totally understood where he was coming from. <laughs> he was the one character whose motivations I understood at every moment. Yeah, he's pretty great. And definitely, uh, I mean, in the one of the early episodes, there's this notion that maybe he's not going to stick around. But, uh, I mean, that seemed pretty unlikely. He was, of course, one of the most interesting characters from the start. So it has been nice to watch him grow and, and and to follow his relationship with the staff. It is fun to watch sort of the, the doppelgangers of Thomas and O'Brien with Bates and I want to say Rosie. Um, Oh, I don't, there's too many characters is the problem. There are a lot of characters, but the, to see like the evil couple and, and the good couple and as I mean, as much as we did have some issues with Thomas being so one-dimensional, I did enjoy the hell out of mm-hmm. his machinations and and O'Brien's as well. Though they gave O'Brien some shading, yes, by yeah. having you know, and I thought that was appropriate. Have her, having her actually, as much as she complains all of the time, have a certain amount of professional duty and respect um, to try to undo mm-hmm. some things, some decisions that she makes, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like we're dumping on the show a lot, and I'm about to complain again, but <laughs> I should mention again that I, I do really enjoy the show. I do find it frustrating that occasionally they'll they'll have a scene that suggests sort of the greater depths they can go to, but they don't really do it. Like in the pilot, there's that uh, there's the one scene of, um, I, f- I forget exactly which character it is, but one servant, uh, sort of the head servant saying to the other, like, do you feel like you did the right thing, you know, devoting your life to serving other people? And mm-hmm. that it's not really discussed very often, but every once in a while, they, these these characters have these sort of like moments of existential sort of angst, and like, that that's something I found really interesting. And it's not something they get into a whole lot. Although I do like the um, storyline of the of uh, one servant's attempts to become a secretary, uh, or sorry, a typist. Well, and that that's a, a fun diversion as well. I also enjoyed um, again. I can't remember the character's name. The the head of house who has the chance to to marry you the equivalent i would say of her you know high school sweetheart mm-hmm. 
And uh, and so watching her make that decision, I thought was very elegantly handled and, and very well done. Yeah. Um, the the other thing I will mention, of course, is I I love Penelope Wilton in in here in this. Of course, other people may recognize her as Sean's mom from Shaun of the Dead, or as Harriet Jones, Prime Minister from Doctor Who. And watching her spar with Maggie Smith is just so much fun. Yeah. Um, and and so I've really enjoyed that. Hopefully, it will continue into the into the new season. Mm-hmm. But um, I did want it to give her some love. If there's someone I think should be getting all the awards, I would say uh, Penelope Wilton, or actually probably the uh, the head of head of house far mm-hmm. before Maggie Smith. Yeah, um, I'll be interested to see what season two is like. My the general impression I get from people is that season two and the Christmas special are not as good as the first season like there's some tonal imbalance and the plot gets quite uh, quite crowded but we'll see if that's true people also said it was the greatest thing ever so and they were wrong so <laughs> maybe they're wrong about this too um i assume we're going to be talking about it on, on a weekly basis when it comes back next next week yep awesome. we're gonna start talking about it next week on the show and so we look forward to uh to, to re- discussing that with you guys so let us know what you think uh if you watched it originally then please keep spoilers out but let us know or you can of course always let us know as we review it week to week now let's move on to our we're gonna do a brief winter preview of the the shows that are returning or premiering um just kind of run them down a little bit uh and 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 so then first the first one of course is work it which premieres today december 3rd and I'm just going to read the synopsis um, um, so that I, I don't actually get it wrong because my uh, lack of, of interest in this show is so great that I could easily um, not get this correct. So the plot synopsis is it's a show that centers on two unemployed men who have learned the hard way that the current recession is more of a man session. Uh. By the way, I will mention that the show is replacing Man Up. And their skills aren't in high demand. Then the almost broke Lee finds out that Corco Pharmaceuticals is looking to hire sales reps. Female sales reps. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Couldn't have seen that coming. What? He takes a chance and goes into the interview dressed in heels, skirt, and makeup. The transformed Lee gets hired as a woman. What? And, of course, it's Lee and Angel are the two main characters. So that's rather convenient. Um... I'm sorry, but Bosom Buddies, I don't think this is. Because uh, I'm actually sort of interested in Bosom Buddies, if only because it has Tom Hanks. But nobody in this show, is, as far as I can tell, is Tom Hanks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, we, we've been dreading this one ever since uh, the press tour in which the head of ABC was asked by someone, basically the equivalent of this question, work it. Really? <laughs> To which he basically just shrugged and said, we thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll have our actual review of that next week. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it hasn't been a good season for new sitcoms. No. And I think this is going to be like the the rotten cherry on top. <laughs> so that, that's a fun one. But then on Friday we have the premieres of The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd, Margaret, and Portlandia, which I believe are both coming back for their second season. Yes. Uh, now, I saw... I, I I didn't see all of the first season of Todd Margaret, but I did enjoy what I saw. It sort of... As far as I can tell, it's the show that pushes cr- uh, cringe humor as far... Like, well beyond the pale, as far as it can possibly go. And I sort of... I admire its audacity in that sense. Uh, it's also nice... It's always nice to see also Will Arnett playing nasty and awful, which I, <laughs> I feel like is what he does best. And especially... After watching him for a few episodes be be the nice guy on Up All Night, which I find utter, utterly boring. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Portlandia is a show that I, I personally boycotted because I like having Sleater Kinney around. And I, you know, Carrie Branstein, I like that you're stretching out. And I know this is utterly selfish, but please bring your band back. Um and, but yeah, I think I think I may have to give it a shot based on the fact that I did chuckle at a few sketches I did see here and there. Have you? Do you have any experience with either of these shows? None with Todd Margaret and the little I've seen of Portlandia. I didn't think was even a little funny at all. So this just might not be my kind of humor. I do 
you know, I like the cast, but I I just didn't laugh. So I, I I'm willing to check out the premiere and see if you know I was wrong or you need the full context of the show or something like that. But I'm far more interested in Todd Margaret than than mm-hmm. Portlandia. Those are both on IFC. Um, then on Sunday we have The Firm on NBC, the show that is coming to kill Prime Suspect. <laughs> I like the way you phrased that. Uh, and it's also it's funny because this is kind of similar to Prime Suspect in the sense that it's an old property that they're sort of resurrecting, and it's got a great cast. Uh, mind you, I'm, Prime Suspect is probably going to end up the better show, but I like Josh Lucas a lot, uh, even though he's done a lot of crap. Uh, Seeky out Undertow, <laughs> David Gordon Green's Undertow. It's a great movie. He's great in it. Also, Molly Parker. Mm-hmm. who is a lady who seems like she has some dark secrets. Um, <laughs> always happy to see her in television or film. She's great. Uh, I think there's some other people in there, too. Trisha Helfer, uh, who's fabulous on Battlestar Galactica, which you will right. eventually uh, get to, I'm sure. I'll be, I'll be forced to watch, yes. Um, but, you know, I just wish it was any other concept, basically, with this cast. Yeah. Not that interested, um, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's a two-hour premiere, so hopefully there'll be some good stuff there. Then, of course, uh, mm-hmm. we also have House of Lies premiering on Sunday on Showtime. This is one the pilot was leaked online. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm hearing mixed things, so we'll see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I think we were initially very excited about this show because it was the prospect of uh, Kristen Bell returning mm-hmm. in, a, in a serious capacity to television, not just narrating. Yeah. Um, at least that's what interested me. Though, I'll of be course, curious it's a to comedy. get your. Yes, uh, although it's Showtime, so it's an edgy comedy. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next week. I had I have some serious reservations about the pilot. Well, I'll I'll be curious to see if you share them. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, new comedies, we finally have uh, Laura see, Preppen's show. I was going to speaking of serious reservations. We have uh, Laura Preppen's yeah. new show. Are You There, Chelsea? Yeah. <laughs> Based, of course, on Are You There, Vodka, It's Me, Chelsea by Chelsea Handler. And, of course, Chelsea Handler plays the older sister, I think, in this one. Um, it's going to premiere on Wednesday the 11th on ABC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Chelsea Handler doesn't really do anything for me. So I have no interest in this show. Well, period. yes, but then compare that to Rob, which is premiering on Thursday on CBS, <laughs> starring Rob Schneider. Yeah, it's just... It's just a buffet of things that I'm not interested in. And, um, and then there's also... Haven't we decided, oh, haven't we decided as a, a nation, I know we're from different countries, but as like, a sh- as like a shared mind that Rob Schneider is not interesting? Um, I, Just not funny. I think we can agree that, that on also. that, or at least not in years. I did at one point very much enjoy him. I Maybe I'm the only one, but I did enjoy making copies back all those years ago, but... Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get I, this show getting picked up. Yeah, but... I, 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 I assumed that we had all written off Rob Schneider as some, as a bit of cultural detritus from a bygone era that we didn't have to think about anymore, but apparently not. Apparently not. No, we also have Finder, which is the spinoff of Bones. They had a, a backdoor pilot episode uh, last season on Bones. Um, this is about a guy who can find anything is his thing. Really? Yes. Now, it has uh, some interesting cast as Michael Clark Duncan, who I did enjoy. As I recall, one of the characters has been recast since that backdoor pilot and will be um, be played by a different uh, a different woman. I think that was uh, Saffron Burroughs might have been in the original, and now it's maybe Mercedes Mason. I'm not quite sure. Um, but the, I mean, the backdoor pilot was okay. It was not great, but, um, we'll see. It seems very run of the mill procedural, but I'm going to check out the pilot. Can, can we, speaking of things we can do as a nation, uh, can we get rid of shows that are the, or or just anything with an er earth thing? Like Unforgettable was initially the rememberer. Seriously? (laughs) Like. Wow. Yeah, that was seriously initially called The Rememberer. There's also a show called The Listener, yeah. which I've never seen and just seems ridiculous. The like, Mentalist. Can we just stop? Though I know a lot of people yeah, the me- like The Mentalist. Yeah. But- which, which which was initially called The Mentalister. <laughs> like, we we really need to stop. But then there's Archer. Okay, okay, but that's different. That's his name. Fair enough, fair um, enough. Unless, unless the main character's name is something like Patrick Finder, 
But even then, it would. Of course, that would just be even worse. That would just be worse. Um, um, but let's anyway. Go to moving on. Uh, also, on the thir- Thursday the twelfth, we have Thirty Rock coming back for with its season premiere. So fingers crossed on that. Yeah, I'm. You know, I I know that it's not. It's you know, it's its quality has been here and there, but I'm still happy to have it back. I think it'll be a probably the highlight of Thursday for a bit. Oh no, Parks and Rec is still around. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I'm guessing this might be the last season. It will. We'll have to see because it's been low with the ratings but high with the critics. So we'll we'll have to see what happens with it. Um, but yes, theoretically, we could have be, be we could be back to three strong comedies on Thursday. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that possibility. Well, two, two, and sometimes Community. Oh well, I was. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's see. On Saturday the 14th, we have The Fades premiering on BBC America, which I know that Ricky was a really big fan of on the website. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious about this one because there's all kinds of recent sort of British genre stuff that I'm not up on. Mm-hmm. Like Misfits, for instance, I keep hearing is great and I haven't seen uh, even a little bit of. And I've been hearing great things about this too, so I'm excited about the chance to catch up with that. Another, It's, a, it's also a nice taut you know, British size season. So if it's not that great, I don't have to waste too much time on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of things that we won't be wasting much time on. Theoretically, it could uh, be amazing, but it doesn't seem like it is. Yes, it it could blow our minds. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I I don't know. Now, have you (sighs) seen the film? I haven't even seen the film because it just looks terrible to me. The thing about the movie is that nobody has watched it in at least six years. Nobody. I, I, that, that's a, that is a statement of fact. <laughs> that is a truth fact. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I'm going to check it out. I also expected Beavis and Butthead to be terrible, and then I found out that I, that I loved it. So maybe that will happen with Napoleon Dynamite. We'll yeah. see. Well, let's, yeah, but let's that's not Mike Judge, on. is it? No, it's not Mike Judge. Um, on Monday the 16th, we have the premiere of Alcatraz, which is the latest from J.J. Abrams. Uh, and that has, uh, I think, actually a really strong cast of Sam Neill as the lead. And then there's also Jorge Garcia and not Clea Duvall, as I know her. I'm not sure. The, I don't know the actress's name, but she, I keep thinking that it's Clea, Clea Duvall and then remembering that it's not. Um, okay. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But the uh, the I, I'm hearing good things about the pilots, and so I'm looking. That's what I'm definitely looking forward to. I enjoy J.J. Abrams shows. Um, actually, I think I've like all of them except for um, Undercovers. Undercovers. I wasn't as huge on. What about Brian? Wasn't huge on. But the rest of them, I think, have been pretty good. So, uh, what what do you think about Alcatraz? Abrams is spreading himself a bit thin these days, isn't he? Um, is is Steven Spielberg's name attached to this at all? Because lately, anything he touches on television is utter crap. I am not sure, but I know that there is one uh, Spielberg show coming. I'm not sure which one it is, though. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, hopefully he doesn't, because he clearly doesn't seem to like good television. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I never watched Lost, really, so I don't really have any... And I've never seen Alias, either, so I know that's a big no-no. So I yeah. don't really have any attachment to Abrams on TV, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Um, no, so I assume that means you've seen Felicity. Right, yeah, 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 and there's that too. Uh, next up <laughs> on Tuesday, we have uh, Justified coming back, which Woo-hoo, I'm very Justified. stoked for. I'm, I'm going to be writing about it on a weekly basis. They're apparently shipping in a whole bunch of new villains uh, this mm-hmm. season, as well as giving Jer Burns more to do. Well, and Jim Beaver's going to show up, so and Jim Beaver's going to be back. It's it it kind of feels like from what I've from what I've heard so far, it's like oh crap, we lost Mags. Let's do everything. <laughs> So, which maybe will be a good approach. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, I'm definitely excited about that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm so psyched for watching that week to week and being able to discuss it with you and with our listeners, too. So very much looking forward to that one. And then, of course, later in that same week, on the 19th the Thursday, we have The Return of Archer, which will be paired with Unsupervised, which is, um, that is the animated show from some of the producers or writers of it's always sunny yes yeah and it's co-created by uh david hornsby who uh if i have his name right yes who who brought us uh, how to be a gentleman who just brought us how to be a gentleman so 
and the, and the promos for this don't look good, but like you said, neither did the promos for Archer. So sometimes these shows are just really tricky to market. Uh, this actually also will bring bring Kristen ba- uh, Bell back to weekly television, just in voice format. So I'm, it's I mean it's got a great voice cast. Uh, doesn't look great, but I've our, FX has a really really good track record with comedy. So fingers we'll, we'll see how that goes. Next we uh, have Touch on the twenty fifth on Fox. This is the Keeper Sutherland. Uh, show about a, a man with an autistic son, though I feel like they've backtracked from that. Mm-hmm. Um, who the if I think it's something if the son touches something, he finds out everything about it or something like that. It's I, I don't. It's a quasi mystical mm-hmm. thing. Right. Well, I, I'm just glad they backed off from its initial title of Toucher. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I. I it's weird to to see Kiefer Sutherland uh, back on TV again because I the last thing I saw him in was uh, Melancholia, which he was actually great in, and it was a reminder that he's actually like a really strong actor who can do interesting stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem particularly interesting to me, but I, you know I'm gonna check it out and we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. Now, one that I have not seen any of, I don't know if I'm gonna check this out or not, is the return of Spartacus Vengeance for the is the you know the name for this season that's on Stars on the 27th. Have you seen any Spartacus? No, um, I've all I can tell about Spartacus is that it's a show that likes baby oil a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll be curious. I might actually check out the premiere of that just because there aren't, there isn't that much precedent for a series star dying and then the series continuing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know if, if if the star if the new star is playing the same character? Yes, they actually they recast the character back after he was diagnosed with with cancer, and they they held production for a year while he went into treatment. Um, in in order to give him time to get better, and he went into remission, and so everything was looking great. But then the the cancer uh, came back. I believe it was leukemia, and uh, and so then they this was Andy Whitfield, and then they recast the the actor. Um, and while they mm-hmm. were the the year that they went on hiatus or hiatus, were hoping that things would work out with him because I keep hearing that he's fantastic in the first season mm-hmm. as Spartacus. Um, they did a a prequel season sort of focusing more around the Lucy Lawless character and some of the other um, characters who, I, as I understand, uh, there was a lot of bloodshed in the season one finale, so that sort of allowed them to spend more time with some of the characters who would probably have died. I, I don't know enough about it mm-hmm. to, to, to speak in more depth, but, but they had recast the character before the actor died. Um, mm-hmm. I know it was a, a sad loss for a lot of a lot of TV fans this past year. Um, and, and Spartacus has a lot of really strong um, proponents uh, out there, especially amongst the geek crowd. So, like like I said, I, I I might well check it out if I don't have too much else to do. I don't know if it's really up my alley, but uh, it certainly seems like it'll at least be entertaining. Uh, a couple of days after Spartacus comes back, we have the proper premiere of Luck, which had its pilot. Uh, preview of, uh, just after the Boardwalk Empire finale. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this. I know that at least one person thought the pilot was terrible because I got a comment on my review saying they thought it was a total mess. Uh, I think it had a really tricky job to do. I think it did it fairly well. And I'm I'm really curious to see how the character and the universe uh, blossoms. And I, I, I also read this week that I, I, I wasn't sure about the extent of David Milch's experience with the horse racing world. I found out that he actually owns horses and he estimates that he's lost millions on horse racing <laughs> so uh yeah i think this i'm very curious to it, it's a universe that he obviously knows very well and i'm very excited to get into the intricacies of yeah i absolutely agree i think the 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 um pilot was very promising not his best pilot but uh milch's that is but still one that i'm definitely worth uh oh, that i think is definitely worth checking out uh however one that i'm less excited about though it should be right up my alley, is Smash, which is coming back on February 6th on NBC. Or not coming back, I should say, it's premiering on February 6th. It just feels like it's coming back because there have been so many promos for it. Um, now, this is the musical that is set behind the scenes of a of a Broadway show about Marilyn Monroe, starring Catherine McPhee, who some may remember, of course, from American Idol. I think she was third the year that she uh, was on that. But... I, my the problem that I have with with this show 
or at least the way it's being marketed, despite its actually rather strong cast. I think there's Angelica Houston and um, Deborah Messing and so, some other uh, excellent actors are, are in the bunch. But the way they're selling it is that one of the two characters who are up for the lead in this musical has the looks and has the the experience and one of them has the voice and the problem whenever they do that or you know one has the talent is that there are very few people that actually have that that it quality and even fewer who are able to show that through tv or through film as opposed to in person and Catherine McPhee, at least the way it's being shown at this moment, doesn't have that. She's not an amazing singer. She's a good singer, but she's not a, an amazing singer. And also the song they have her singing is Beautiful by Christina Aguilera, which has been covered so many times that I think everybody has heard at least one version that's better than what we get in the in the trailers. I know, what, what do you think about Smash? Yeah, I'm hoping that song choices get a little more creative. I'm under the impression there's going to be original songs as well. I don't know if that's the case. I, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I mean, the idea of doing Glee for grownups is kind of an, not, which is <laughs> kind of insulting to Glee, but I don't really care. Feels um, appropriate. Uh, I think is is an interesting one, even if it's a little bit transparent on NBC's part. Um, we'll we'll see. I guess. I mean, I I'm not as musically inclined as you in the same way, so I I, I I'm not going to be as picky with that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see if this can be sort of like the the watchable counterpoint to Glee. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then what I think uh, is... If I, I can, should... if I can say that. <laughs> oh, I, I go for it. I think that's hilarious. Um, and what I think is, is also entertaining is the fact that on our list of new shows, it goes from Smash, which is a show that should be right up my alley, and therefore I am nervous about, to a show that is so far from my wheelhouse that I am also not, you know, maybe I'll end up liking it way better. This is The River, which is on ABC. It's premiering on uh, on February 7th, which is a Tuesday. And this is the found footage horror series in the Amazon, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you know and or think about The River? Well, it's always interesting when somebody does something that no one's ever done before. As far as I know, there's never been a mm -hmm. found footage series i mean maybe there has and i just can't think of any but i mean that's ballsy the idea of, of doing it as a whole series is ballsy uh is it gonna work i doubt it and the promos don't have me that interested but i'll certainly check it out to begin with and see how it goes uh speaking of horror on tv walking dead airs the second part of its second season starting on february 12th uh are we are we excited about this yeah, I think so. Um, I'm uh, I'm definitely interested to see if they are able to. I think the 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 beginning of the second season has improved uh, quite a bit on the first season, so I'll be interested to see if they can keep that up with the second half of the second season. I just want to take this opportunity to mention that, of course, Sound on Sight's Walking Dead podcast will be coming back. Um, we've taken a bit of a break while the show's been breaking, but also it we're going to be putting that out on the Televerse feed so that people don't have to subscribe to two separate ones to get all of our tv podcast coverage um and yeah. so that will be happening just fyi if you start seeing more things popping up in your feed that is why but what are you looking forward to second half of the series yeah i mean i i, I think they'll probably screw a few things up on the way because i'm a little bit of a pessimist like that mm -hmm. but um yeah i think it, i think especially in contrast it do i mean if the river totally flops it'll be nice to have a horror series that works because you know i wasn't the biggest fan of you know, that other one that shall not be named. <laughs> um, now, of course, we have coming back to CBS for their second season of the year, second cycle or whatever they call it. We have both Survivor and The Amazing Race. That's on the 19th of February, I believe, on Sunday. And uh, we're mentioning this specifically because Dan, who has been reviewing uh, Chuck for us on the website is going to be doing weekly recaps and reviews of Survivor and The Amazing Race. So that should be a lot of fun. And it's always, I mean, I always enjoy breaking down the race after it airs with people. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be nice to have some reality coverage on the site uh, in text format. I, 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 what was the last time you actually watched Survivor on a weekly basis? I've never actually watched Survivor. 
doesn't particularly interest me. I'll I'll be honest to say, but um, but I know that I I know a lot of people who are big fans. It's just I don't think it's for me. Yeah, I, I'm I kind of lean the same way. Although it, it's another one that I might give a chance, uh, just once and see if it hooks <laughs> me or not. Um, after that, uh, later I assume later that night. Uh, HBO brings back It's Bounded Down for its third season, which they've said might be the last one. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I, yeah, it did just get canceled by HBO, so that will, this will be the last season. Okay. Uh, but they they were saying even during the when they were promoting the second season that they were going to do one more, and that was it. So I guess that works for everyone. Uh, the second half of the first season, I think, is some of the funniest TV of the last five years. Uh, second season was solid, but not as good as sort of the high point high points of that first season. Uh, the third season brings him back to the states. I'll be curious to see if it can match if it can if if any of it can match sort of those first season high points. Uh, but I think it's definitely going to be at least chuckle worthy. And I loved I love Danny McBride. I think he's hilarious. And he's his, his the films he's been stuck in lately have just been utter nonsense uh, in in a bad way. So I'm hoping this can be a bit of a glory run for him so you've, you've never seen any of it have you i've no i've not seen any i know that uh there are some big fans out there whose opinions that i value so um it might be one that i check out i don't know do you think i should just wait on this one and catch up with it at a later point like try to watch the first season second season third season or do you think i could probably be good to just jump in with the third you you can probably jump in i think if you enjoy it at all then it's worth catching at least the first season because uh, okay. it, it does have some some great high points, uh, but it, you know it, it it might land on the wrong side of crude for you. We'll see. <laughs> and then the final one that we're going to discuss here uh, briefly is "Life's Too Short," which is premiering, I assume, right after Eastbound and Down on HBO on the nineteenth of February. Um, now, this is the Gervais series that follows Warwick Davis. It's like a faux reality show, as I understand it. Yeah, well, I, I assume it's in the same style as his other series, where it's you know sort of a mock doc format. The reviews for this out of Britain are savage, for the most Ooh. part. Um, I don't know, but then again, you know, it could just be people being tired of. I don't know how much of it is Gervais backlash. I don't know how much of it is the show being awful. Mm. Uh, so I'll I'll be curious to make a, an independent evaluation. Uh, when when it when it kicks around, I can certainly see how the concept could completely backfire. Yeah, I'm not very interested in this one. Um, haven't uh, I, I really enjoyed extras? What I've seen of it, but not enough to really prompt me to see a different concept from the same people. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I think the the Christmas special of extras actually kind of knocked it out of the park, and so that's I'm I, on. Going on faith from there is the the main, the main reason I'll check this one out, uh, but yeah, I'm not given the given the word I've been hearing. I'm not too stoked about it. So that wraps up our winter preview. You know, our look at the shows that are that are premiering in the next month or two. Please let us know which of these you're interested in. We're gonna, I think, try to cover all the different pilots. Continue our fabulous track record. Of, of so far, I think we've I think we've caught everything so far. Yeah. Based on definitely on the networks. Yeah, um, we because we hate ourselves just that much. Just that much. Just enough to watch Rob and Work It and <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite and all these other shows that might be amazing, but we kind of doubt it. Don't think so. Don't yeah. think so. Of course, all you know this this week we have all the ABC shows coming back. Parks and Rec is back. Supernatural's back. Um, Once upon a time, Good Wife. There's a bunch of shows that are that are headed back uh, to out off of their hiatuses this week. So that, I, I seem to recall, like at least growing up, feeling like all of the shows went on hiatus for all of December and all of January. Is this just me? Uh, it, it certainly seems like the breaks are getting shorter and shorter. But uh, like, yeah. like we really we really only had one week of total inactivity. It'll be nice to have everything back, especially the uh, the comedies. I, I I caught a few friends up with Parks and Rec over the break, so now my dad likes it. Now my buddy Will, now my brother, and all of his roommates. So I'm trying to spread the Parks and Rec joy, and I'm definitely looking back to see, looking mm -hmm. forward to seeing that come back. Um, any any ones that you're particularly stoked for? Uh, well, the, the FX ones I'm very excited about, uh, particularly Justified. 
Um, but in terms of shows that were, yeah, I think you're right. The, the comedies are the main ones to be looking out for. And of course, it'd be great to have Good Wife back, the most consistently good show on TV yeah. right now, I think. Now, if you want to leave us a comment, we're going to have a post up on soundonsite.org, and you can leave us a comment there. We love hearing from you guys, so please let us know. Uh, it, I think, yeah, well, this week, let's see if we can hear from somebody not in the U.S. or Canada. Let's see, branch ourselves out a little bit. Um, so, so uh, of course, we always love hearing from our regular commenters, and uh, and then, of course, we're both, both on Twitter. I'm at the Televerse. You are? At Sucker Howl, which was thankfully restored. Yay! Uh, over over the holidays, it was a Christmas miracle, I guess. Even Good though, times. I, although I don't know what you'd call the fact that it was taken away in the first place. Uh, Thanksgiving curse, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear from any UK listeners who have already seen uh, Downton Abbey season two, or The Fades, or Life's Too Short, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let us know if these if there are other shows that we should be checking out. For example, I've been getting a little grief from some friends uh, that I haven't seen Misfits. So uh, let me know if there are some other ones like this that I should be seeing, particularly as I am a total geek. And uh, that is just embarrassing that there's a superhero show that I haven't checked out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and, and then, of course, uh, I do specifically would like to hear from Mario about Deadwood because he checked it out based on our recommendation and if you've gotten into it mario we'd love to hear what Mm -hmm. you think um but so there's that and then of course we're gonna put this up on mebio and and current as well so if you're not an itunes person like i believe it was ken hates itunes oh so much um you can find us there uh um, what else feel like there's an oh i was going to mention that we're at the start of a new year so i'll mention this again we have both an mp4 and an mp3 feed so if you're or sorry an m4a and an mp3 feed so if you get the m4a feed that has chapter breaks so you can skip around so if you're worried about spoilers that is the way to go that is the difference between the two feeds um, mp3 has no chapter breaks m4a does of course it also only works on itunes and doesn't even yeah. work on ipods or ipads i think yeah, iPods it works. Uh, the newer I- iPhones, iPads, it doesn't work. So way to go, Apple. Yeah, that seems just kind of strange. But anyways, so there's that. And iTunes ratings and reviews would be wonderful. We would love to get some of those. Um, and, of course, email is theteleverse at gmail.com. All right. Seems like, uh, it seems like enough. We have some good things coming this year. Looking forward to talking it out with you guys. And, uh, yeah, happy 2012. Yay, the last year of our Lord. (laughs) Good times. We'll talk to you guys next week, and uh, hope everybody had a happy new year, and we'll see you then. (laughs) 